Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello. Welcome to Morning Bible Study with the Day of Prayer. Le Charles, can you pray for us? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for what you have been doing in our country, Lord, and that you have continued to have your way, Lord, even though it looks like it is not happening, Lord. I just thank you for having complete control over the situation, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for everything that you have been doing and that you continue to be a safe haven for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, we're going to continue our study of Colossians. Not Colossians. (laughs) Yes, Colossians. Chapter 3. He said like Coca-Cola. Oh. Colossians. Oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Well, now we got that out there. Colossians. Chapter 3. Can I get someone to read the first 11 verses, please? I will. If then you were raised with Christ, seeking those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are put off all, are to put off all these things, all these, sorry, okay. anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. Amen. 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 All right. So, I'll start off by saying this, in case you couldn't tell. This is a continuation of the discussion that we were have been having for the past couple of days. Right? Paul's getting into to more details now on what it should look like, we should look like. That being said, I want to turn it over to you. Bless you, sir. Bless you. Bless you. All right, I want to turn it over to you so you can share with us what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you in this in these scriptures. Anyone? Don't all jump at once. <laughs> I was going to say, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I found verse 5 interesting when I was saying, therefore put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Mm-hmm. What the Lord was showing with me is that covetousness is not just idolizing this one thing, but it's also idolizing the evil deeds that your body or flesh wants to do. I mean, I have to do this right now, but saying I'm not going to do that at all and continue to move forward with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because 
Once you get into the habit of allowing yourself and your fleshly desires to rule over you, it's com- it becomes extremely hard to break it because then your flesh cries out for that certain thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. So what you're saying is, <clears throat> excuse me, you develop habits and patterns? Yes. Oh, what's that look for? <laughs> you can share. That's okay. Because I was thinking along the same lines. In addition to what you just said, Bubby, with um, making habits, <laughs> um, <laughs> these kinds, the ones that were just listed, listed, they're not just bad habits like, oh, you shouldn't do it. You absolutely shouldn't do it. But these specific kinds, out of everything, all the habits that can be made, they bring torment along with them. If anybody has ever tried to keep themselves from eating a cookie <laughs> and you're used to eating them for like a snack and you really enjoy them, <laughs> you cookie find numbers. it hard to do. Right. Cookie monsters coming out yes. of somewhere. Yes, we have, uh, we have definitely some cookie lovers here in this house. They have something of a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're included in there too, there, Ella Charles. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, Don't point at everybody laugh. else. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to hold in that laugh. Yes. Anyway, continue, Layla. You find it hard to do. And you go, well, what's to deal with this? Why is it like this? I mean, I'm a human. I should be able to break this habit and put it on and take it off when I want to. That's not how it works. When Satan gets his little hooks in you, it's like trying to get barbs out of your clothing after you washed it and put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. And there are some things that you still don't see even after you pick it all out. So it's important not to allow yourself, like the indulgence of the flesh, as we were talking about yesterday in yesterday's devotional, to make sure that you don't have those little barbs, those little things that you don't see, because those little things can grow and become big things, and it will turn into a monster you don't want to see. And then the Lord has to spend a bunch of time trying to get that off of you, get you out of that, because you said, no, Lord, I got this. I'll, I'll just do it this one time, and I'll, and then I'll stop. But then you do it again, and you do it again, and you do it some more until it becomes a part of you, and God never intended for that to happen. Mm-hmm. He gave you things on the earth, like money and jewelry, but he didn't intend it for it to be your God, for you to become one with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Layla. It's, it's a very... Articulate way to describe that. So yes, good job. But what else is happening there? If we do not put to death these things, right in verse 5 that he's talking about. It says the wrath of God is coming for them. Yes. But uh, I mean, more prior to that verse, right? Hmm. As it pertains to us, are we not, in fact, if we don't put to death those things, are we not allowing those roots to grow? It didn't start off that way. It didn't start off as a whole tree or a plant or, right? It was a little seed. It starts off as a seed. And the longer we allow it to grow, it takes root. That root grows. It gets thicker. It brings out more roots and then makes it harder and harder to deal with. And it affects other areas, right? We talked yesterday about Adam and Eve and their role was to guard and govern being guided by the Holy Spirit, right? But they had, a, they had a job. They had to make sure, if you will, if we look at ourselves today in a natural garden, 
just to make sure the ground is tilled, it's soft, it's fertile, right? All those things can receive nutrients. But also we have to pull the weeds out before they get started. Or the, or yes, the weeds, the roots, all those things that don't choke the life out of the other living things that we want to see grow and flourish. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to enforce what God had already given them the power and ability to do. God's word is our ability, right? Yes. yes. When he said to them, do this, go do that, right? Have dominion, subdue it, tend it, keep it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then replenish it. That was all the power that they needed to go carry it out. Like he put that on the inside of them. They just had to go do. They had to enforce it. Now we, we've mm-hmm. already covered. God didn't say snatch your hand out of his and go, shh, shh, never mind, God, I got it. Thanks, that's enough. And then carry off, you know, drive off. Snatching his shirt off in the door <laughs> while you're speeding down the street or anything like that. He always meant us to stay with him and walk with him. At the moment that they, they needed him, they could have said, God, right? Yes. Eve could have said, I'm telling, I'm telling Jesus you're here. You're not supposed to be talking. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then he probably would have walked them through. This is how you deal with that. She was equipped to deal with this situation already. Whatever the pathway that would have been appropriate in the situation, maybe she already knew, get behind me, Satan, but chose not to use it. Mm. But Just the, like he was also supposed to do the same thing, bring it before mm-hmm. the Lord, mm-hmm. and then address the situation how the Lord wanted the situation addressed. Not yeah. just blindly listen to his, his wife. Well, that's for all of us. The lesson is yeah. all of us. Each of us, bring it before the Lord. Get exactly what the Lord says out of it. Because his word is pure, it's perfect, it's complete, whole, lacking nothing. That's right. And will benefit and bless your life. Goes forward to do what it is that God sent it to do. And that's what I mean by that. His word is potent. Yes. When he said, let there be light, light came forth. We're still seeing that light today. God is not every day going, let there be light, let there be light, let there be light. He's not doing that. He's not making a new sun every day. He said he made the sun and gave it its boundaries, and it's still doing it to this day. Mm-hmm. So his word is powerful. <clears throat> Which brings me to um, when he's talking about the, the first part of this, this chapter opening up. If then you were raised with Christ, that is raised from the mm-hmm. dead, seek those things which are above. Take your place in your heavenly Absolutely. realm, your heavenly domain. You are now in Christ at the, at the end of the Gospels, right, <laughs> even though time doesn't quite work that way, but just how so we can reference it, what did he say to them? All power has been given to me. Go, therefore, right? Yes. 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 He commissioned them, and he spoke to them. He is the living word. He gave them the power to go do what it is that he wants us to do, right? And that power is still working yes. today. So stand in that. <clears throat> Seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. He's encouraging them to put on the mind of Christ. Put on Mm -hmm. the new man that you are. Let that be your focus. Be more aware of who you are based on what Christ has done for you than you are aware of what's going on and people are trying to do in the natural. Exactly. Put that on. Let that be your focus. Right? Yes. All power has been given to him. And he said, as long as we're in him, you go. 
right? You're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Sons and daughters of the Most High God. Put that on. Don't sit here talking about what the world's doing, what it looks like they said. They're talking about me. Who cares? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's no situation or circumstance that's too hard for you to handle. Why? Because a greater one lives in you. When you were in the world, it was impossible. You had nothing to draw on. You were a failure. But in Christ, you have all things. He himself said he'll never leave you or forsake you. What does that mean? Just like Abraham, like we talked about yesterday. Put your hand in his. Walk with him. Believe him. Trust him. Know that whatever God asked you to do, he's able to bring it to pass. And if he told you that it's coming to pass, shut your mouth. Don't you speak against it. Say, thank you, God. If you're going to say anything, I know who you are. Thank you, God. Bless his name. Exalt his character. Don't tell him, oh, it looked like it is, it's not happening. Oh, mm. did it look dark in the beginning? Did God say, oh, me, Holy Spirit, you see how dark it is out there? No. And Jesus chimed in, his show is dark. I'm sorry, his show is dark. <laughs> He didn't do that. He said, let there be light. And what you see has no choice but to yield to the things and the words and the ways of God. Not the other way around. Not us bending to what the world is doing. But no, 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 no. Right when the disciples were in the boat and Jesus said, go to the other side. What did he do? Jesus went to sleep. Did the enemy raise up and try to Convince them otherwise that they weren't going to the other side, like Jesus said. Yes. The wind and the waves and all that. And they're like, oh, we're dying. Pardon my voices. It was really intimate, which is, which is fine. <laughs> we can have fun in the Lord. Did they start talking about they're dying? Yeah, they did. Because they forgot. They forgot that they had the word from the Lord. And they chose to look at the circumstances and the natural things rather than looking at, what does he say? Set your mind on the things above rather than standing in. The God of all creation is laying right here in the boat with me. I'm pretty sure we're not going down. And even if we did, he's got enough in him to raise us all up and ride us to the other side of the, to the sea. Why couldn't you just stand there and wait on him? Or better yet, why didn't you put the word in your mouth? You'd watched him already. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. Scat devil, be quiet when go down waves. You don't have to be all articulate and fancy, but be bold and trust in the name of the Lord. Absolutely. Get under my feet. And it's not a name of claimant, but it's to understand these things. Right? The Lord's already given them to us, right? Paul, if you look at his writings, um, I'll give you two scriptures. Ephesians 2 6 is, is the first one, and the second one. Is first First Corinthians two sixteen. I have Ephesians two six. I'm at First Corinthians two. Okay. Well if you want to read it, honey. Or promise where are you at? I'm at Ephesians two six. All right. I'll let you read it because you didn't read yet today. Okay, back up to five. Read from five. Yes. Having Having predestined us to adoption as sons of by Christ, sorry, 
Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Wait, baby, are you in Ephesians chapter 2? Verse 6? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's not in my version. Okay. <laughs> go for it, sweetheart. Even when we were dead in trespasses, there you go. made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised up, raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places, and Jesus Christ, Sorry, in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read seven? Nope. Nope. I do not. I do not. Five and six is plenty. Because in six, Paul writes that Jesus seated us with him. Mm-hmm. It's already happened. It's not a, oh, we have to wait till we. The sweet vine, right? Till we go, right? Exactly. exactly. Till we come, we leave this earth and and we go be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said, he, "It's already done." Mm-hmm. Now, now, all right. The next one in Corinthians, Kyla, please read that. Um, first, first Corinthians chapter two, verse sixteen. Correct. Yes, verse sixteen. Okay. Actually, read fifteen and sixteen, please. Okay, but he who is spiritual. Judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's it. Yes. It's not about judging other people, right? We should be able to separate because we have, we know the Lord, right? We know his ways, his attributes. We know what he says concerning sin, Mm -hmm. right? So we should be able to judge or distinguish between what is holy and what is profane Mm -hmm. or evil. But then in verse 16, Paul again writes, and he says that what? How does that that end? But we have the mind of Christ. We are going to get it? Nope. We have it. The moment you step in, now you don't have it until you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you can't properly function in it until you submit your will to his. Which you have to do that, that. and it's all done through faith. What about mm-hmm. salvation? Have you, when you came to Christ and purposed and positioned that he was Lord and Savior of your life, did you in fact receive salvation? Yes. yes. Oh, you sure did, which you received by his grace through faith, believing that you had received it. Paul writes about these other things that for some, many have struggled with. They found it difficult to grasp that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ, and that we do have the mind of Christ. Well, I can only have those things through faith, by believing in the Lord and what he said. And it says very plainly that that Christ already did these things. He gave them to us. Mm -hmm. He gave gifts to men, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. He gave gifts, he gave positions and all those things in the body, right? Mm -hmm. To be used for his glory, not our own. Right. But we have them. We got the armor of God. You know, when it's like a soldier coming into the military. When they get in their you know, their names on the roll and everything and they get in, they get some, some things issued to them. They're just basic things that they need to function as a part of the military and they're they're given to them. Likewise, we are issued the armor of God, the mind of Christ, our heavenly positioning, which is seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, not in place of, not on top of, with. And the sub, the subjugated 
role in place, being made subject to him willfully. Right? Amen. Yes. yes. <clears throat> and we're made a joint heir, not after you did all the righteous things the moment you came in the door. But the armor doesn't function when, like you guys pointed out yesterday, if you're functioning in sin, you're trying to drink the cup of demons and of God, and your armor doesn't function properly, which is also why he's telling them to put to death this nonsense. It didn't mean you any good when you were just in the world. How much more so is it unbefitting for a son and daughter of the Most High God? Your armor doesn't work properly when you're living like this. The mind of Christ isn't operating and functioning for you because you got it on your foot. You haven't treated it respectfully. It actually brings shame and discredit. Mm-hmm. That's also Does anyone want to bring shame oh, and discredit sorry. upon the Lord? No, I don't, I don't believe they do. But yet it happens when we walk in a manner outside of him without reverence and respect mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul is teaching them how to walk as believers. What does this look like? There has to be a, a changing of you. And there's a part you, a role you have to play, and there's a role that God plays. But you must do your part. He never fails on doing his part. You have to do yours, right? We all yes. have to do it as a believer. The, the you have to do yours. That's every believer. No one Absolutely. is. No one is alleviated from having this function. This is the This is the pathway. This is how it goes, right? Yes. Even um, our Lord and Savior learned obedience. He learned how to walk in His role as Messiah in a dirt earth and blood bone body, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and he's also explaining to them, we, we talked about the, the law before, and the, the written law, when, when God gave it to Moses, he was just making them aware of spiritual laws that were already in place. And obedience is our key, right? Obedience is our, our covenant factor, believing God and obeying. Obedience is the outward reflection of the fact that we believe internally. Who can see your belief? Point to it. You can't. But what you can see is my, act, my outward demonstration. I believe, therefore, I speak or do and act and behave in a way that glorifies God. Um, so that's our, our open door into the things of God. Likewise, what did he call these, these people here that were yielding their members in verse 6? The sons of disobedience. Okay, so there you have it. We have obedience versus disobedience. So if you become disobedient, do you have an open door to the things of God? No. No. On the contrary, the enemy's running ruckshot in your life. And rest assured, it seems like people, they're living this great and wonderful life, and they're just sinning all over the place. Don't envy that, because the end of that is destruction. Right? Yes. And it's not that you can't have nice things or good things and somebody that has good things is automatically sending it against the Lord. That's not true at all. But when you, when you examine things and when you hold it in your mind, then it seems like the person that is living completely contrary to God is getting all the blessings. There's no truth in that. Right? The enemy only does one, one thing that's broken down into three. Steal, kill, and destroy. <laughs> but he has, he's a one-trick pony. That's all he does. And so if, if he's blessing someone for a moment... It's for their demise, and it's not even blessing. If they're stealing to gain money and this, that, and the other and doing wrong things, it'll come to light. So don't envy those. Mm -hmm. But instead, value what God values. Right? 
Yes. What else? Where's uh, where you going to share? You can go first. Okay, and verse eight, where Paul says, "Louis pointing out to me verse eight mm-hmm. through the end of the chapter." Okay, and it says, "But now you yourselves are put up, are to are put up all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language." Out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised, circumcised sorry, okay. nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. What are we going to share about that, sir? The Lord showed me that. And even... So, it, you know the gifts of the Spirit? Yes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter that if you, if you belong to this sort of people, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that you, you belong to that people... But as long as you follow the Lord, you have the same standard and equipment as all the other people. Like you're talking about, the Lord's not going to go, Oh, since you were born in America, you you can only have a helmet. And since you were born in Europe, <laughs> you have only the shield. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. There's God is not a one who looks at outward appearances. Did he give us outward appearances? Sure. Mm-hmm. That's just an enhancement to reflect the glory of God and magnify his beauty. We all came from him, right? Yes. yes. He's not going, oh, you got to get over here to your corner because this is only for those people, right? Americans don't just get a helmet and then the other people get better tools or lesser tools or we all get the same thing. He looks at we all came from him, right? Christ was that last phrase there. <clears throat> but Christ is all. all and in all. So he's going, stop looking at outward appearances. Take your place. When we go to heaven, there's not a ethnic heaven based on your ethnicity. You go over here or there. Or there's not a heaven for your skin color or your, your, um, your tax bracket. There's, there's not a different place. Based Absolutely. on that, and, and he's highlighting this to go, stop looking at people around you in the natural way. Look after the spirit. And in and, and other writings, Paul goes, I, I seek to know no man after the flesh. I'm mm-hmm. not even thinking about that anymore because your flesh dies and turns to dust, right? Yes. And the glorified body is going to reflect Jesus Christ even more. But God is a creative and a beautiful God, Right? Yes. yes. All the flowers are different colors. The trees have different leaves. Even within one tree, you can have multiple colors of leaves on it. Plus, you have blossoms and the fruit and the flower and all of these different things. God loves all the same. He loves everyone with the same amount of love. And he loves us, all the people, with the same amount of love that he loved Jesus with. Our Messiah. 
He placed no difference in the amount of love that he extended. Mm-hmm. And we know that because he willingly gave him on the cross, on the cross, right? And Jesus, yes. who is yeah. God, willingly died upon the cross and endured all of the shame and pain that went with it. Thank you, Promise Allen. Absolutely. What else you got? Kyla, Isla? Oh, go ahead, Promise. You go ahead, sorry. Also, that the Lord doesn't give you an excuse because of whatever you are or gives you He doesn't give you an excuse and go, oh, since you're American, it's fine for you to commit rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Or because of your age. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm only little, so it's okay if I do this. I nope. steal these cookies. Or... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Isn't the Lord smart? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Nope, he wants us to live holy. And then as we grow older, he expects us to mature and to know better. Right? Yes. yes. But once you're aware, you know you are accountable. God doesn't go, oh, the baby, I like it that they stole cookies. No, he doesn't rejoice in that and make excuses for it. He does offer grace to them because they don't know. But they are, in fact, being taught. I was like, babies know. Go, <laughs> they do. They sure Without do. Without anybody telling them, they know right from wrong on most things. They know lying is wrong, and they know taking stuff they're not supposed to is wrong. They do. God Absolutely. Why do you think the first them. thing they say after you're like, hey, and I was like, I was getting this for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, convenient. Well, they lie almost instinctively. However, however, the grace that's offered to a young one. That's why he gave them parents and said, teach them. Raise them, train them, speak of me, as in God. When you walk about your way, when you lay down in your house, when you're sitting around talking, teach them about me so that they understand what to do. So God knows that because that is a result of sin nature. We have a heavenly nature that was initially God. Then you had the people that had that authority forfeit it. Now sin nature now is superimposed or it's attached mm-hmm. himself to that God nature that's still on the inside of us, because we just read in Romans yesterday that they knew by looking at creation that God is real, and they know what his standard is by just looking at the birds and the bees and the trees. You know what to do. However, he understands that sin nature has to be dealt with. He did once for all through the Lord Jesus Christ, and each individual has to come in the same way and walk that journey. And why are you smiling, LaCharles? What are you grinning about? Oh, I was just thinking on another thing that the Lord was talking to me about. Which is? Is it private? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Good ass. Good ass, these things, sir. Yeah. It was verse 8. It was how I was talking about filthy language. The Lord wasn't talking to me. It was saying it's not just strong language, which is considered filthy language, but it's what's saying against what the Lord is telling you. You better Mm -hmm. go ahead. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, because you know. Go ahead. (laughs) Something we talk about often, but go ahead and let the Holy Spirit minister to you, sir. I'm listening. That it's not just when you use certain words or phrases. Cuss words. Uh Yes, but it's also when you're not saying what's in line with what the Lord wants. Mm -hmm. And 
not doing what he actively wants you to do in that moment. It does it does you no good to do what he told you five years ago if he's telling you to do something new. That's like right. Franz was saying, if your baby doesn't say, go cry to your mother and if, so she can give you some food, he says, no, go get it yourself. <coughs> Look in the fridge or ask. You're not going to just sit there tottering around and hopefully somebody comes and asks you what you want. Right. You As a 12-year-old, you're not going to be doing what you did when you were one. So, so mm-hmm. in there, there is the expectation that you, it's like the Lord has of all of us, that we would mature in the things of him, right? First John talks about that very plainly. Mm-hmm. The four spiritual, I'll say, states or stages, right? As newborn babes, as infants, or little, um, sorry, newborn babes, infants, yep. As little children, as adolescents, and then as fathers. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about that quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to recap all that. But there is the expectation that maturity and maturing will happen. That's for all of us. Mm-hmm. We we should also be growing in all things in Christ, right? And the knowledge, not just of him, but in him, and being able to do the same things, <clears throat> right? Yes. Okay. It's for all of us. Mm-hmm. You can't shirk that responsibility and then wonder why things haven't changed. The other side to that and what you were saying is sometimes we don't have any further instructions. And if that is the case, we need to ask the Lord to remind us of the last thing that he asked us to do that we haven't done yet. So you're saying, like, if you're in a place, you're going, I'm, I'm asking God, but I, I don't hear him saying exactly. anything. In that case, go back and did what he told you to ask do. Ask him to remind you mm-hmm. of what it is that he asked you to do that you haven't done yet. Maybe you yes. know already, and you don't need that reminder. But in case you've forgotten, true. if you already know what he said and you've just been resisting him playing Jonah, repent. Right? Turn yes. around and go do what he told you to do. Repent first, and Absolutely. as you're going down that road to go do what he told you to do, and then you can have new instruction. But not not one who's disobeyed, and thinking God's going to give you a different answer. He said what he said. But for the person, like if you fulfill that, continue to grow up and mature. I love that God is, it says the manifold wisdom of God, which means many, many folded, like there's mm-hmm. just layers to God, layers and layers and layers. And that's also why God can look at two people that it looks on the outside like they're doing the same thing. And one, he goes, yep, I approve of that. And the other one, he's like, I have nothing to do with this. Exactly. Because he knows the heart. He looks at the inward man. He knows the instructions. He knows everything that's going on. And we with our natural eyes can't ascertain that and judge that out of our flesh. And he knows it immediately. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it was written? Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. He already knew what was what was going on internally while still in the womb. What the men's choices would be. Did he still give him the chance? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. But Esau carried out what he determined to carry out and disrespected the things of God and the blessing of God. Exactly. Did not regard the things of the Lord given to be of value mm-hmm. or importance. Amen. Also, I want to say when he says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, you should set your mind on, and another thing that that way it applies to us and that it it means to us is that you should set your mind on doing the things and the work that the Father has asked you or told you to do, not on what everybody else is doing, what you feel like, none of those things, but 
put your start putting your mind on that. So God has given you instruction. We've talked about we were just kind of referencing that. Start thinking on that. God, yep, yes, sir. First by saying yes and committing to doing it. We talked about that in chapter one. You have to commit to it. And then start letting that be your focus. When you lay down on your bed, when you're thinking, meditating on both the written word of God, but also what he's planning for your life, what he's spoken to you. Think on those things. And when you think on it, that that language you were talking about, the filthy language of speaking contrary to what God has said, turn that around. Let your meditation and the muttering that you're saying to yourself is, okay, God, God wants me to do this. He's got it then. You've already worked out the details. Lord, it's good. It's satisfying to me, and it's able to be successful. Thank you, Lord. Right? Yes. Yes. Every believer has to go through meditation, and we meditate on things whether we are consciously thinking about it or not, playing over and over and over in our mind. Make sure what you're meditating on honors God and glorifies him. Right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, the enemy is going to come and try to throw in darts of doubt and unbelief and fear. And go, what are you going to do? And you, in the name of Jesus, get out of here, Satan. God has already said. God's going to do it. I'm just going to listen and follow him. All the heavy lifting is on his back, right? Because he's got the shoulders for it. Actually, he's got the voice, the word for it. Mm. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, because we know that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Right? Mm. Yes. Meaning in the beginning, he said, let there be light. And he spoke everything else, and that's how God handles things, right? When the centurion came to Jesus, somehow this unbeliever, if you will, he was a believer. I just mean he was outside of the the camp of Israel, right? When God said it doesn't matter about Jew or Greek, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, this this Greek or Roman centurion, sorry, this Roman centurion had a better understanding of how the kingdom and covenant worked than the children of Israel. And Jesus said, wow, hey, I haven't seen so much faith in all of Israel. Look at that. But what is it that the centurion understood? Authority. Right? He said, I'm a man under authority and I have those under me. I say to one come and Go here and do this, and it's done. So you speak the word only, Jesus, and I know my servant will be healed. Speak the word only. He understood how the things of God worked. Mm-hmm. He understood the authority of the Most High God, and I'm, I'm getting excited because I'm just like, yeah, God, woo, do it, yeah. I love to see and think about the glory and the majesty of my God. I exalt him in my mind, mm-hmm. making him more real to me than what I see on the outside. Absolutely. That's a process, no doubt. But it starts with the meditation of your heart. And submitting to God. That's right. Submitting to him and choosing to submit to him every day, right? Yes. Paul talks about that, and he said, I, I die daily. Every day I have to make that choice. That's what Paul's saying. But it's the same thing with us. What are we going to do? Are we going to serve God? Or are we going to serve man, which includes ourselves? Hmm. Well, let's talk about why is that a struggle for some? Because you did, they have not yet glorified God in their mind. Well, and I think it's it's really clarified here in, in verses 9 and 10, right? Uh, Tells what? Of Colossians okay. 3, right? Okay. He, well, first, he gives instructions, right? He says, you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. Who is renewed in knowledge to the image of him who created him. All right, I want to read a couple of scriptures because Paul 
talks about this many times and in different ways. Uh, the first one being Col- uh, Galatians 3, really 26 through 29. Give you a minute to get there. Bless, Bless you. you. Bless you, sir. <coughs> Bless, you. Bless you. Thank you. Where he says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Amen. In Romans chapter 13, he says this. Romans 13, what verse, baby? um, We're going to start in verse 11 and go to the end of the chapter. But this is where verse 11 in Colossians 3 comes in as well. Right, he says, "Is neither Jew nor Greek, mm-hmm. right, and all that." And he, mm-hmm. he lists various groups of people, but also what we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. He says, "And do this knowing the time." That's Romans thirteen, chapter starting in verse eleven. Mm-hmm. And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, Amen. for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent; the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Mm -hmm. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. Amen. But then we'll back up again at Romans chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. Um, we're going to, I mean, there's really a whole section, but we're not going to read all that. We're just, Where are you starting? Uh, we'll go to 28. Okay. From 28 to 30. Okay. <clears throat> all right. It says, we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, mm-hmm. that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Mm-hmm. Moreover, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Amen. Right, Especially if we look at verse 10. It says, put on the uh, Colossians 3, <laughs> verse 10. A lot of scriptures. <laughs> okay. Bear with me. Um. The new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Right? We just read that in Romans 8. Mm-hmm. Who it is. Amen. The image of Christ. Uh, that we'd all be conformed to the image of his son. Now, and, and we read in all the other scriptures, it pertains to everyone. Everyone in Christ. Right? You can look at um, 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about... We are one body in him, right? We are the body of Christ. Okay, well, we should look, not just appearance-wise, but in character and attributes and the nature should reflect Christ in our life. Yes, there are various positions, 
right in the body because he gave various gifts and all these other things to us. We have to walk in them, and each of us should be conformed. There's no, uh, the Lord is no respecter of persons. That's right. So just because you, if we were to look at a human body, right, if you're an eye, right, you don't have a, a better position or place than the foot or a toe or an eyelash or, right, like the head being Christ. Yes, indeed. Christ is the head, right? He has preeminence in all things. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is regardless of your place, your part, your role, and the position is all valuable, and we all have access to the same things, which is God. And mm-hmm. he's been given all, all that the Father has are mine, he says. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. the Father has is mine. Amen. So we have everything in Christ, regardless of what our role, position, whatever it, we have been bestowed with. Our office, our calling, or whatever it is, we have access to everything. Because all that the Father has is Christ, and we are in Christ, and we are being conformed, built up into his image. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we read before that we're joint heirs. We are joint heirs, exactly. joint inheritors. That's what an heir is, is. an inheritor. And Christ is first. He has the preeminence. Mm -hmm. He's the firstborn. And we all need to come in alignment with that. But also, the only way we can do that is through faith. That's right. Through our love of the Lord, which he first loved us, which is why he gave it to us. But then we have access to all these things, salvation, and then Mm -hmm. all the other things that we read about in Galatians and in um, Chronicles. We are seated in the heavenly places with him. We have the mind of Christ. These things are accessed through faith. We have them. The armor, all that. Well, we have to, uh, by faith, put them on and utilize them. Mm Mm-hmm. You meant Corinthians, right? Corinthians, thank you, yes. Okay. By faith, put them on. Mm-hmm. Sit in your place. That's right. Do all that the Lord has instructed you to do. Mm-hmm. That's for each and every one of us. That's right. And to sit in your place, you have to value and esteem Amen. that place, which is what we were talking about. Above, esteem it. Place your value on it. God's word is valuable. It's precious. His will is valuable, it's profitable, it's precious. When you meditate on it, you're meditating, you're meditating. Esteem him highly. Esteem him as preeminent. Esteem him as the most high, almighty God. Right? And honor him, exalt him, which means raise him up above everything else. Let Jesus, and I've heard Benny Hinn say this, I thought it was so, it just minister to my spirit. Let Jesus be more real to you mm-hmm. than everything else. That means the name given above every name, it's true. Jesus is greater than everything else. Absolutely. I reminded of the, the post that we did, a little, little image, and it has the name Jesus, just says Jesus, and there's a greater than symbol, and then there's all these other things listed. And Jesus is really big in comparison to everything else. Because he has to be. <laughs> But you hear that about, you know, all these other, not just uh, in Hebrews 11, the great um, champions of faith, Mm -hmm. but all these other uh, stories and books written of and about or by ministers of the Lord, the the Bevingtons, the Andrew Murrays, the um, 
uh, Smith Wigglesworths of the world, right? the Lord was more real to them mm-hmm. than anything they had gone through or experienced or whatever. Mm-hmm. They knew they trusted the Lord that He could take better care of them, yeah, Lord, than they could of themselves. Hallelujah. That's right. We should want a desire. It should matter to us. I'll say to to treat the Lord in the reverence that He deserves, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is to give Him that place where He is bigger. He is more important than any and everything. That's right. He's greater to us than anything that we could hope to achieve or or garner or or get out of this this world. That's right. Or anyone. Anyone, any place, anything, he's greater. He's of more value, higher importance. That mean you can't love, love your family, love your neighbors. Of course, he told he's the one that told us to do that. But not I, idolizing them, not putting anyone else, including yourself, in his place, but raising him up, exalting his name and his place. He is the head of all things to Kamisha. He's the head over all things to John, Le Charles, Layla, Promise, Kyla. You have mm-hmm. to put your name in that blank. Jesus is the head over all things to me. Nobody can put that name there for you. That's right. That's a personal choice. That's right. Our, our flesh is individual. I don't have Layla's arms. <laughs> Bubby's nope. hair. Kyla's nose. Even though you might look like me. We don't, that's your, that's your body. You have to make it subject to the most high God. This is my body. I have to make it subject to the most high God. I have to reverence Jesus Christ for myself. Okay. Likewise. So does everyone. I'm not the epitome Mm -hmm. of anything. Oh no. Jesus is the measuring stick and the standard. I am only who I am in Christ. Mm -hmm. And apart from him, I am nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. Any yes. questions on what we've discussed today? No. No. There's a lot, I know. And it's it's intense. I, I get it. So it's okay if you have questions. By all means, ask them. Or anything else you want to share. Mm-hmm. Kylie, did you get to share what you wanted? Uh, no. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just had a question. I find it odd. I don't get think I really understand why passion is listed on... One of the things you shouldn't do, because I always thought you should be passionate about what the Lord told you to do or your task. You should want to do it wholeheartedly, so you don't understand why it's there. That's not the kind of passion you well, was talking no, about. Hold on, hold on, hold on, because how how is it written? It's even in the Old Testament about Jesus. I say his passion was in the law of the Lord. No. No, it used a very different word. His delight. We can be passionate about things. And I'm not saying that it's not good to to be passionate. You know, I'm not that's not what I'm saying. But passion is change can change. If all of a sudden we're gung ho about one thing and then over time it dwindles. And then we focus on the next thing, all the next hobby, project, whatever it is that all of a sudden we're passionate about. And this is our goal and our focus. Mm-hmm. About the Lord, it says his delight was in the law of the Lord, about being pleasing to him, about glorifying him. 
right? And, we, and we've talked about this in other um, teachings. When it's delight, that is your driving force, if you will. It means it, when it pertained to Christ, it didn't matter what he did or did not have, what the circumstances or situation was. It was going to take a back seat to the will and the desire of the Lord, what the Lord had asked him to do in that moment. Asked him to say, asked him to do. He was going to ensure that that happened above every and anything else. Any feeling, thought, emotion, whatever the case is. It's like there is a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is, is a feeling, it's an emotion. It's fleeting. It's, it, it doesn't last. Right, it changes like the like the wind, if you will. Same with passions. Yes. But being, when he says, his delight, well, that's permanent. That's for forever, eternity. This is going to happen. I am going to be obedient to the Lord. I want him to be pleased with me. Because I am going to do everything to glorify my Father, that he would be pleased and receive the glory, the praise, the honor, and everything that's due him. Hmm. Very distinguishable difference. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you hear people refer to um, what Jesus did on the cross, the the process that he went through, they call it the passion of Christ. Um, That's not the same thing. And especially what's referenced here, and like Dad was talking about, it's talking about uncontrollable emotion, which emotions are a product of the soul, right? Yes. Which should be brought into subjection to the Most High God. So it's okay to enjoy something or to be moved um, by the Holy Spirit, but again, if the soul is what's driving the bus, then is it yielded to the Most High God? No. Jesus wasn't driven by his soul or anything, right? He was driven clearly and strongly and only by the Word of God, right? And even his soul was brought into subjection. There was agreement within, within Jesus Christ, his spirit, soul, and body. There was agreement to do the will of the Lord. But you saw even when he was getting ready, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was wrangling his emotions and his physical body to be subject to the cross, right? And he's sweating great drops of blood. And he said, I know, Lord, you can do this, right? Yes. If it, was, if it be your will, you could take this away from me, right? Yes. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, right? So he wrangled that and put it under subjection, and was ruled and governed by his spirit, which was subject to the desire and the will of the Father. So even in this, people can feel passionate about something but be totally wrong. Right? Yes. The yes. people that are marching around with signs saying that homosexuality is just the same thing as the marriage covenant that God ordained, they, they may be passionate about it. I'm making air quotes. They may feel emotionally strong or strong emotionally about that topic and that subject, but they are clearly wrong. 
right? Yes. Yes. So what God, what God is ministering to us through the Apostle Paul here is to bring everything into subjugation. Because if a, a passion drives you away from Jesus Christ, is it okay? No. No. No, just like the word lust, right? Typically yes. we use it in a negative context. Um, talking about the flesh lust against the spirit, but then the Bible also says the spirit lusts against the flesh, which just means it desires against it and contrary in opposition to what the flesh wants you to do. But in the way that it's being used here, and these list of passions, not just sexual passion, it's any passion that takes you outside of the will in the way of the Lord, it's wrong. Right? Yes. yes. Now, we're not driven by emotion. Clearly. We should never be. Not that we can't get emotional about things. We have emotions. They're used to experience the world around us. Right? Laughter. Joy is not an emotion. It is a fruit of the Spirit. Right? Love is not an emotion. It's a fruit of the Spirit. I'm not talking about this. See, there's a sensual love, fleshly love, that people translate sexual lust and desire as quote-unquote love. That's why it's here today, gone tomorrow. That would go under that category. That's fleshly, carnal. But the love of God is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not an emotion. Self-control, not an emotion. Long-suffering, not an emotion. Emotions change. You're up and down. As believers, we're supposed to rule over them so that they are consistent and constant. doesn't mean that you don't feel sad or sorrowful. Right, and shed tears. It doesn't mean that you don't experience happiness, but it's not our driving force. Joy is constant. Right. We are led, we're driven, as it were. Right? It says that about the Lord as well. And he was driven to the wilderness by what? Spirit. Or led, yeah. Led. Yeah. By the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. not his emotions. Yes. That's the same as his Holy Spirit as the same one who is supposed to lead and guide us, mm-hmm. not our emotions. But that can only happen if we submit and then reign whatever is against that, rule over it, master it, mm-hmm. bring it in our subjection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does that clear up? Does that answer your question and clear up any? And. Yes, and don't feel don't feel like this is reflecting negatively on you. No, don't don't feel bad about it. Don't take it like oh, I'm doing something wrong. Instead, go okay. Let me let me take your perspective on it, Jesus, because he's always right. He's mm-hmm. never wrong. He never leads us in a place of failure, but instead leads us into triumph. Right. Yes. So, if you have a you know in your mind, you're thinking this is great. This, I should feel this way about something. But then when you, you look into the word, you learn differently. God, you've got a better way of doing something. Absolutely. Whatever God does is strong mm-hmm. and secure, and no outward thing can break it down. God can ask you to give something to him, and he let him do what he wants to with it. But no outward exterior force can break it down and break through it and tear it away. So what God has is sound. So when you find a place where you're like, oh, man, I thought I was doing that right, but... I just found out it was wrong. Don't look at yourself and start feeling negatively on the inside. Go, oh, thank you, God. Okay, let me build in the right thing. Let me put in what's strong. Because the natural version is what corrodes, right? It can be eaten away. It can be rusted. The moths can 
tear holes in it and chew it up and it's nothing. But what God does is everlasting. So instead of passion, put in hope in the Lord. Right. So, so like we were talking earlier, if this is a thing, a seed or a root, uproot it, cast it aside, and then replace it with truth. With the truth, which is I'll put my hope in the Lord versus waiting on my emotions to carry me into doing something. Right? That I'm passionate about it, meaning you're letting your emotions carry you somewhere. Well, emotions fail. They're obsolete. When we look down further, we see anger and wrath and malice. Those are carnal and fleshly emotions. Based off emotion, yep. Right? Yes. But we know when by according to James, the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. The emotion of man cannot possibly hope to produce what's everlasting, which is the righteousness of God. Amen. So when you learn differently, you just go, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Um Cleanse my conscience from dead works. I'm, I will cast that out in the name of Jesus. And like that said, I'm going to put in the truth. And your word is truth. Your word can carry me. And we talked about before, when you clean up that language, when you begin to meditate on the things above, and when you begin to esteem his word more highly than everything else, let the fact that your Messiah told you to do something and that his word never fails, Amen. let that be what you stand on versus waiting for your emotion, your passion, to carry you into doing something or to carry you forward or to keep you from falling or to sustain you because it cannot. It is incapable and a possibility for human, earthly, natural things to produce the righteousness of God. But what you can have that never fails, hallelujah, to the Most High God, is the fruit of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. the love of God, your faith in God, your hope in Him. These three remain, but the greatest of these is love, right? Yes. yes. And you can add to that self-control, long-suffering, or patience, right? And, yes. and carry on and add to it the rest of the fruit of the Spirit. And that should be what you'd strive for, to cultivate on the inside, because this will endure and last. The other stuff will not. It's just a placeholder. Point you to Jesus, not a replacement, not a co- Not a substitute. Not a substitute, but not even a co-equal. Mm-mm. No, no, no. We, we've taught you guys for a long time, even in your, from your early childhood, control yourself. The person that is self-controlled cannot be driven and carried away by emotion. They compete against one another. Emotion goes, ah, today, five minutes ago, you know, somebody stepped on my foot, I'm angry. Or now I'm sad, now I'm up, now I'm down, now I'm to the side, now I'm the other way. Oh, it changes moment to moment. Right, based on how the wind blows, based on the enemy whispering in your ear, based on somebody giving you a look that you don't understand, based on the tone in their voice when they're really mad because a bird flew over their head and pooped on them or something else, but you take it towards you, now your emotions have driven you away from the things of Or God. whether they gave you something beneficial, a gift, money, whatever it is, right? And now yeah. you're happy. and or, I mean, it changes that fast. But in the Lord, it's always constant. The fruit of the Spirit, which is what we're told to cultivate, right? Yes. Produces, produces long-lasting, everlasting, right? I used to always say this when I was younger, um, just learning the things of God. I might be happy eating a whole cake. I might feel elated. Yes! Whee! (laughs) This is great. But after I've consumed the whole cake and now my stomach is sour, my happiness is gone. It has flown away. (laughs) Right, and I'm oh, and the bathroom is in my future. I might be vomiting. I might be going the other direction. 
right? But happiness has gone. When the whole cake was there and I was like, yes, I'm doing it. Woo! What I want. Or my thing when I got my own house was opening all the bags of chips and eating all the cereal. Because my mom and dad would never let me do that. You <laughs> eat one box until it's gone. And I was happy. I was happy and I knew it when I opened all my my chips and ate out what I wanted. But then, and then I was... It became stale. And you were like, wait. You sure better believe it. When it was stale and now my money was wasted and I had to go buy something different or eat sour or stale chips and stuff. My happiness was gone. It flew away. <laughs> it was fleeting like the bird in the sky. So that's why God tells us to to stand on and look for what's eternal and everlasting, which are his attributes versus what we have in the natural. Amen. So now that you've learned better, replace it with the truth and strive after that. Meditate on that. Move forward in the things of the Lord. That's right. All right. Who wants to close us out in prayer? How come everybody I will do it. Why don't you pray for us, baby? You don't pray for us. I don't pray for. I do pray for you, you all do. the time. Just, <laughs> just, not just always not on this here. podcast. <laughs> That's right. Just mm-hmm. not here. All right. Go ahead, honey. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. This is time that we could be in your presence, in communion with you, and fellowship with each other, and just learning about you. Yes, Lord. Learning. Your word, which is truth. Having your Holy Spirit here ministering to each and every one of us what we need. Teaching us your ways. Yes, Lord, we absolutely enjoy seeing your works, your acts, your deeds. Lord, we desire to learn your ways. Yes, Lord, we value that so much more. Amen. We love you. We are thankful and grateful you are our God, Lord. Mm-hmm. We are your people. We are your people. Yes, Jesus. And Lord, we, our desire, our delight is yes. to know you fully. Yes, Lord. Fully. And to be conformed to the image of Christ in yes. every aspect of our lives. Yes, That Jesus. you would be pleased with us. Yes. So Lord, we thank you. Yes. We ask you to watch over. We thank you that you have sent angels to watch yes, over us, you, but that you Jesus. have given us everything that we need to be fruitful in the kingdom. Yes, Lord. We ask you to, to bless, not just us, but the listeners. Mm-hmm. Lord, again, you know their needs. We ask you to minister those as well. Strengthen them, encourage them, give them peace. We thank you that you have already given them a hope, which is in you, in the future, and the plans that you have for them will come to pass, Lord, as we walk in you and in your plans. We thank you. We praise you. We magnify your name above every name. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, well, we love each and every one of you. Pray that you have a wonderful day, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
no one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.